Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the Long Island bunker. I don't know how many times in the last few months I have gotten on the microphone to talk about a mass shooting event. I should probably start keeping score because last week, right, I was having as many of you know who follow me, was having a bit of, you know, an existential crisis kind of day where I needed to take myself out on a walk, do some stretching, do some meditation and some breathing because I just can't take watching this country just spiral down the fucking sewer drain. When I came back, I had tweeted out, so what did I miss while I was gone for all of an hour? And what I had missed, of course, was a mass shooting event that had happened in Atlanta, where the suspect was on the run, who has now since been caught after shooting up a medical facility, killing one person and injuring four others. And... You know, I am, as you all know, have been home on Long Island visiting my family and just to get a breather, right? Just to surround myself with a little bit more nature, ground myself, you know, with the, you know, just being around my family and ground myself because I have the tendency when I get too embedded and invested in the news to just catastrophize, right? But the thing is that I'm realizing is it's not a figment of my imagination. Like, I'm not losing it, right? Like, it it isn't normal what we are experiencing every single fucking week. It's not normal. It hasn't been normal 
since Donald Trump came down that escalator. It hasn't like we have literally been experiencing trauma just on a regular basis. My mother is not unlike everyone else's mother who has pretty much stopped watching the news. She gets alerts on her phone like everybody else does and will read through some of them, but she has stopped ingesting the news except when her youngest daughter is on the news because she can't stomach it because it makes her fearful to even want to leave her house and then realizing that you're not even safe in your own home. And that if she were to continue watching the news at that rate, then she would never leave and probably never leave her bed. And that's how I feel most days. I'm not going to lie. It's why I have doubled down, tripled down in my meditation. It's why I, you know, get outside each and every day to just, you know, see some smiling faces, take in some fresh air, look at the sun, look at, you know, spring blooming all around me to remind me that there is good in you know that there is good out there that that there is beauty and I say this to you all at the beginning of a new week because I think that it is important we are being inundated when Steve Bannon said flood the zone with shit this is what the fuck he was talking about you know to just open the hose and spray everywhere mayhem cruelty disaster misery anti-Semitism, racism, transphobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, misogyny, you know, just spread it everywhere, right? To every nook and cranny, every crevice, so that we lose hope, so that we are exhausted and lose the ability to fight back. So I say at the beginning of every week, right, we only get pretty much like a day and a half to really relax if you really think about the weekend. That if you are not making time each and every day for rest, hydration, joy, beauty, you are helping them win. It is not winning to be sitting in front of a screen, tweeting into the late night, posting and watching every scrap of news that you possibly can. That is how they win by making us fear our neighbors, fear going outside, shrinking our world. It is more important than ever for you to stretch, for you to make connections, real life connections with people who don't think like you, who don't love like you, to build community, right? Real life community as well as online community. Because that reality is harder to penetrate with disinformation. So it is important now than ever to use your rest and joy as resistance to build up that reservoir so that you're able to move through the weeks, which are harder and harder to move through. So please... Take that on at the beginning of each and every week and check in with yourself, check in with your friends, check in with your family to make sure they too are keeping themselves and their energy safe. Coming up next, my conversation 
with our friend, our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Folks, you know that whenever we have any opportunity to speak with our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, each and every week, I am always pleased. However, today I am, Jonathan, I need to stop going on the internet. Oh, (laughs) holy shit. It is just wholly not good for my mental health and well-being. As you can see, I'm, (laughs) I'm with my family on Long Island this week because I just needed a break. And I like to come out here and just get some peace of mind. But this week, I'm just on on Twitter, which is just the dumpster fire. And every single story that is sent to me, whether somebody DMs me or I see it in the timeline, is like one horrible shooting story after the next. One horrible story about like, you know, a BLM protester that drove into a crowd didn't get jail time, you know, uh, she's getting like five hours of community service. Uh, The Supreme Court is completely and totally corrupt and apparently has been since the 2000 elections or probably before. And I just wondered these days, Jonathan, like, one, how you're keeping your wits about you, because I'm really fine. I am back to a place where I am meditating multiple times a day, not going for multiple walks. I'm doing everything that I possibly can to stay sane, and it doesn't seem to be working. Well, let me first give some objective reassurance that you're not responding to nothing. In other words, I just think objectively and scientifically, everything sucks. Um, And so... (laughs) um, Is that your your medical opinion? (laughs) Yeah. Great. And so I just think the issues that we're facing right now, on one hand, are very are very real issues. And so I don't want to negate the fact that, you know, there's this idea, oh, everybody. And and it's weird because, like, I don't know. Tell me how you feel. I feel in a way like on one hand, Twitter is so much worse. Like you go on now and my feed is either black people committing crimes and getting away with it. <laughs> um like that that's like 80% of it and then somebody punched somebody in the face uh, and like i i'm like i did not ask for any of this stuff um or um right wingers talking about how jesus would hypothetically jesus would be fighting trans people also 
um, you know, and 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 it's infuriating. Like I, I want to say, like, hey, that's a hypothetical question about trans people you made up to answer about Jesus. Like, what if I ask if Jesus was your cellmate in a maximum security prison, would you tie his shoes or something? Like, it's totally hypothetical, but it just it ties it just taps into all this stuff. So Twitter is objectively worse. And I'm more addicted to it right now. Like mm. I can't get off it. And so whatever they're doing, it's keeping me on Twitter. And so it's kind of weird that I want there to be some like nice. I mean, it's it's hard. Like, what are we going to think about communication right now? I just keep wondering this because on one hand, Twitter reaches a lot of people. It's it's more addictive than reading The New York Times. It's more addictive than reading The Atlantic. Um, you can scroll through and see stuff that either infuriates you, pushes every button, or justifies your thing. But the other thing is, it just has a kind of reach leading into an election. So saying that I'm going to go on Mastodon or Masticator or whatever the heck it is, or some other stuff, and reach 100 people like you know Facebook used to do 20 years ago. Right. It just feels like, it just feels like, Okay, that's great if you wanted to talk to your friends, but right now, considering what the issues are, you actually need big alliances. And so I don't see what the... Remember when Musk took over, there was all this, oh, we're going to go on all these alternatives and it's going to be all so great and stuff. And I just don't see that emerging. Right. And so it increases the risk of Twitter and increases the manipulation of Twitter as you go toward toward the election. But it also increases like the importance of Twitter because there's no viable alternative. So I don't know. I feel really... I feel really torn about this. Like I feel like I'm very aware of these things and I still get I still get hooked. And and I know I did a podcast the other day and the interviewer was telling me about um research that showed that American polarization started to get worse in like twenty thirteen when everybody started to get a cell phone and stuff like that. Like I believe that's true. I believe that this thing is like the polarizing agent of all time. It's being used against us. But I, I don't know. It, it's the same thing. Like, I also then get insomnia. I also then think about these images and think like, oh, do I, you know, whatever. It's, it's yeah, it works. But you're, you're right, because there is something, like the other night, I found myself, which going against all of the recommendations that I give to all of my listeners and followers, which is, you know, there was a, 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 a buzz that came on my phone from the New York Times, right? And it is a breaking news story that happened, you know, probably I think the stu- the story came out at like 945. I- I'm seeing it uh, on my phone at 1030. And then I'm on Twitter until 1230 in the morning and couldn't stop, like couldn't get off of it. Everybody seemed to still be awake, you know, who was on the East Coast at 1230 in the morning. Yep, I was kind on. of going going through, you know, going through this story. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, and it it was like the the feeling still that I had during the Trump administration that you and I have talked about so many times, which is that every time your phone would go off with an alert, you're just waiting for like breaking news. We've entered into World War Three breaking news. There's been like a nuclear assault breaking news. You know, um, somebody's been assassinated. Like you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And what I realize is that the other shoe is consistently dropping. It isn't just one thing that we're waiting for. It's this this steady drip of of horrific coverage, right? Of of like every single thing and just recognizing that all of it comes back to 
the fact that there is no accountability, there's no responsibility. We we have these supreme, and I put it in quotations, thinking about the Supreme Court, these supreme entities that we've put into place to police themselves, right? And then wonder why there is erosion and corruption and corrosion of our systems. And so I just find myself at this place, you know, I, I am, I've, I'm being, um, this is funny, I'm being honored by my former high school. Yes. And I am being asked to go and speak to a group of 250 ninth through 12th graders, right? I love this. And I'm Are like- you tweet about it? And I'm like, yeah. what am I going to tell these teenagers who are inheriting literally a pile of shit? Like I have <laughs> nothing, like I have, I, I just, I, I was stunned when they were just like, yeah, and we'd love for you to, you know, come into, you know, one of the periods and 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 speak to like the young people about your path and your journey. And I'm like, into mayhem? <laughs> like, <laughs> just... Well, uh, let's talk about that because I think, you know, on one hand, you just did give the perfect tagline, which is, we keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, but it turns out there's no shortage of shoes. It's an endless <laughs> supply of shoes. <laughs> We're at DSW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it is DSW. We're at DSW. The shoes just going to keep dropping, you know? Like, I love Lucy and those cakes on the conveyor belt. You know, like, that's, that's, those, those are the shoes. But I will say that, it, you know, speaking to students, it reminds me of, um, Remember that we've talked about it here, I think, a little bit, but that that documentary about Cambridge Analytica that came out, like when things still felt like we could fight it back against them. And the whole idea of Cambridge Analytica was that they realized that it wasn't that they had to convince people to vote for a bad candidate. They had to right. convince people that the that system it didn't was matter. It yeah. didn't matter that their vote didn't matter. And so I do think that's an important message for students. I mean, that's I'm giving the Vanderbilt graduation speech for my department next week and that's what i'll be talking about which is um that engagement is key because there's every force in the world trying to get you not engaged and it doesn't matter what you know hopefully in school you learn how to talk to people who are different than you it's one of the times in your life where you really can't completely select your audience the way you can as the older you get yeah and so you meet people who are different than you and so the importance of school is learning how to talk to people who are different than you and to fight against that Cambridge Analytica narrative, which tells you that your engagement doesn't matter because that's what the system wants you to feel. And so I think that's an important message because, I don't know, we're seeing it right now in uh, in Nashville um, where uh, we had thousands of students out for gun safety reform. And, and it was an incredible couple of days. And then the system went right back to where it was. And so there's, in my own hometown right now, Students are saying, look, we went out, we marched, we protested. And just last week, the Tennessee um, politicians passed a bill protecting gun manufacturers yep, from any I liability. Saw. That's the only thing we did. And so it, it just takes persistence right now, no matter what side of this you're on. It takes talking to people who are different to you than persistence. And I, I think that's kind of what I, I mean, I think that's a message for students. But again, it's also coming from somebody who's up until three in the morning, um, you know, watching, just waiting for like one dog tweet uh, or one thing about like cute little monkeys or Anything. kangaroos or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you this. So, you know, this is the feeling that I also started having 
around going to my former high school, which is I haven't been, you know, I, I spoke uh, at a private uh, a private school on the Upper East Side probably like three or four years ago. It was a really, you know, it was really great. It was all girls um, private school, one of, you know, one of the fancy elite ones. And it was it was wonderful. And um, this is my first time in a public high school, probably since I went to high school. And I was walking with my sister the other day and I said, I am terrified to go to a high school. I haven't been in one since there were mass shootings, like mass shootings are the norm. School shootings are the norm. And she and my sister is a teacher and at a at a middle school. And she's just like, yeah, you just need to kind of put it out of your mind, you know, and just, you know, and just go. And my feeling, Jonathan, as I was like grappling, as I'm grappling with this feeling of fear of going into a public high school is that like I'm going in for 45 minutes once. These kids go in every single day, all day. How, how are they able to push past what I was starting to feel like this paralytic fear of like, oh my God, I'm going to be in this auditorium. Like, where are the exits? Like, I don't know what these active shooter drills are. Like running through the this like fear that I have. And I'm just like, and this is how we're sending kids to school every day. Yeah. And parents, I mean, I, I see it in Nashville. Parents think long and hard every day when they drop their kids off to school. And there there was a, okay, there was a great Twitter thread <laughs> last week um, about a parent at, at the school in Nashville who said our school did everything right. We had armed guards. We had a gun policy. We had under the desk policy, locked door policy, every policy, and it's and it still didn't do anything because the shooter bought um, seven guns legally in the two weeks before the shooting, and so um, and there was no recourse. And so I just think it's you know people kind of laugh and say, "Oh, we're living in a war zone," but we are kind of living in a war zone. Yeah, like, this is a this is how people yeah. talk. Um, pe- people talk when they feel like um, they could have their life threatened in daily interactions. This is just kind of how it sounds. And so it's uh, it's something. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I want to get your thoughts on this, too. This past week, uh, one of the stories that has been, you know, 
going around is the Surgeon General, uh, Vivek uh, Murthy, has come out and said um, that loneliness is essentially killing us, right? That there is this deep-seated feeling of loneliness that was exasperated but was still on the rise before COVID, exasperated with COVID, and that this sense of isolation and loneliness is affecting so many people. And that while we are living at a time when we can be on Twitter, right, and see people tweeting, you know, until the wee hours of the morning, that we are so disconnected and so isolated, and it is causing greater instances of diabetes and heart disease and dementia and all of these things. And I just wonder, Jonathan, about these feelings that particularly young people have, right, and are grappling with the sense of fear, the lack of control, because they can't vote yet, right? Um, and this sense of isolation and how we really discuss this kind of quiet pandemic, that this quiet epidemic that has been infiltrating our society. Well, I'll just add to that also, which is that there there are movements. I, I you probably saw that GOP person who um, in in the donor meeting was talking about the main issue for GOP going forward is suppressing the votes of the eighteen Gen to twenty one. Yeah, yeah, and so they're also being targeted um you know and and so it's um it's it's a time for mobilization and action and the other huge part of this it often doesn't get mentioned are the economics them um, rents are going up in new york we're looking at another rate increase um screenwriters are on strike, on strike. uh i just keep thinking about the people in france actually who are protesting about the it just seems so quaint by our standards but the idea that basically um, raising the retirement age is something that people are kind of going to the to the barricades about. Um, but we live in a world where the kind of old social contracts between workers and their bodies and their lives and their employers is starting to break down a little bit. And so mm-hmm. those not contracts, a little bit. I yeah, mean, no. yeah, I yeah. mean, in in France, you know, it they've been in the streets for weeks at this point. For weeks, they've been in the streets, much in the way that the women of Iran have been in the streets for 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 months at this point. No, I, I, and but the thing is, like, there are these larger factors about just what, what the global economy and infrastructure and all these factors, and um, and uh, and um, and 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 so. Um, um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a perilous time. It's a, it's a perilous time, right? Because if there's going to be a recession coming or if, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's, someone argue we're already in a recession. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just, we're it's just a perilous time. It. And I'm, I'm just saying it's just a scary time for, it's a scary time for kids. I mean, it's a scary time for, I mean, we started this conversation, like it's a scary time just point blank period I I and that's why I'm saying I'm just like I find myself wanting to flee wanting to research where I can live abroad because I I, I had this thought you know my mother just celebrated a, a a big birthday and I was like I don't know if I'm making it to that age and I was just like and I and if I do I don't know what America looks like 
5, 10, 20, 30 years from now? And if America actually exists, and I find myself having these conversations with friends on the air with people, and it just seems like there's this never ending existential threat. And Jonathan, I have to ask you, like, has there been another time that I am missing that we were all collectively going through something like this? Well, it feels like the lead up to World War II. <laughs> again, not to be like a downer again, but I just keep thinking of like, nobody wanted Hitler to get elected. Um, Hitler was part of a failed party that had very little support. Um, and then, and it not been elected and had not been given power. And then there was basically an economic crisis and the chancellor of Germany all of a sudden made a deal with Hitler, which turned out to be a deal, a deal with the devil, but it was kind of out of desperation, right? That fascism rises through economic desperation. And, and so I do feel like, I, I mean, and this is my own family history, so I'm very attuned to this. Um, but, um, but I do feel like, um, I do feel like we're, we're kind of leading up to, it just feels like that moment. It just feels like that moment. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be the outcome. Maybe we'll learn from history. Maybe we're going to learn and turn another, you know, direction. I mean, I ho hopefully that's, that's what's going to happen because it's not that long ago. It's not that, it's not that long ago that all of this happened, but I, I guess I've been thinking about it in, in light of this debt ceiling issue honestly, because everybody's like, oh, they'll never cause a default um, and they're never going to cause a default. And they're going to negotiate. And at the end of the day, the economy matters. But I do think history shows us that like fascism rises out of the kinds of conditions that would be created if we default on our debt. And so it's not like automatically they're just going to rush to, oh, let's find a middle ground or something, which they would normally do during a regular economy. So again, we're going in some very dark territory right now, um, but uh, but I do think that there are historical correlates, and I think we should look to those historical correlates to figure out how we can change course. Um, again, because the really the economy is it's just such a key player in in all of this, and it's not it's not just like oh let's boost the American economy. It's like the American economy doing poorly serves some people's interests. Well, let me ask you this closing question of our existential conversation today, which is, you know, what would changing course look like? Because obviously we're not a country that is a student of history, right? We erase history. We whitewash history. Um, we we create heroes where there where there were none and fantasy where to, to fill in the blanks of the horrific. So. If we were, if a course shift were to begin to happen, what does that even look like in your mind? Well, remember how we thought everything was going to fall apart in the world before the midterms and then mm -hmm. people really got their act together. It was like the last vestige of representative democracy. People really mobilized. They beat gerrymandering. They beat expectations. And even though we're seeing right now the catastrophic effects of a GOP Congress. Imagine what this would have been like if they were controlling the Senate also right now, which is what people mm -hmm. were expecting. Mm -hmm. And Democrats were kind of resigned to that. And so I think we learned from the mid from the midterm that we don't that the dire predictions don't have to come true if people can mobilize, mobilize. against this feeling of um against this feeling of um helplessness and your vote doesn't matter and all those factors. And so I and 
And the stakes are obviously going to be much higher in 2024 and the resistance is going to be much greater. But I, but I do think that that really is the lesson is the, the lesson is the lesson of, of the midterm. All right, Jonathan, today we will leave it here uh, as we both go back into the sewer of Twitter um, when, when we get off to, you know, make sure we see every single shoe that drops on a daily basis. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, are you going to, are you going to tweet your address to the students? That could be positive. <laughs> no. I mean, I will say on Twitter, the one thing I love are videos of pandas falling off of exercise balls. Like, so, you know, if you want to, you know, <laughs> that's it. If I could just get that in my feed, I'd be much happier. <laughs> so would we all. As always, dear friend, we appreciate you making the time to join Woke AF. Take care, everybody. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF, as always. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.